It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. But we have a lot to tell you about politically tonight, things that you have not heard. Number one, Friday. Whenever the federal government announces something on Friday, it means they really don't want a wide distribution. So Merrick Garland, the attorney general, comes out last Friday and says he's appointing a special prosecutor to investigate Donald Trump on two things, January 6th and the classified documents that showed up in Ma-a-Lago. Okay, I don't know why uh, they had to release that on a Friday, late Friday, but got enough attention. You know about it, I'm sure. And there's a lot more to this, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. First of all, the special prosecutor is a man named Jack Smith. Um, He is currently working in The Hague in the Netherlands, uh, investigating war criminals overseas. I don't know much about him. Uh, conservatives are giving him a, a hard time about uh, Lois Lerner, things like that. I don't know. Um, I'll find out, but I, I, you know, I assume this guy is competent. I assume he's a John Durham type, um, but I don't know. But anyway, he's in charge, right? Now, so Garland does this knowing that there are going to be unintended consequences. 
So Garland doesn't want to be part of those, but he is. So he could have kept the case in January 6th. In particular, all the January 6th committee had to do is hand over what they have to Garland. And then FBI goes through it and says, hey, is there anything indictable? That's all he had to do. But he didn't. Remember, the January 6th committee in the House operated for 18 months. 18 months. Leaked everything. Convicted, condemned Donald Trump. So now we what? We need another year on top of that? I don't know why. The Mar-a-Lago documents thing, if you got something, it's not hard. Show the American people what the documents are that Trump took and why they are important enough to make such a big deal out of it. That should take two minutes. FBI knows what they took. Garland knows what they have. No, we got to have another special prosecutor and another $30 million investigation. And, oh, yeah, we got to do it. Makes no sense at all. But here's the kicker. And I think Merrick Garland is not smart enough to understand what he did. In order to investigate Donald Trump's actions on or before January 6th that led to the riot at the Capitol, okay, you have to bring in the FBI. Because it's now been established by none other than the New York Times and other press that at least eight informants were in D.C. as part of that mob. Okay? So Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, is asked about this on November 15th by Congressman Clay Higgins. Go. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision Uh, not to share information. Director Ray. He's right. I mean, the Congress is right. If it's no, you just say no. But it isn't no. So now Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, has to get into that. Does Garland understand that if it's shown, that if evidence says the FBI knew about this incursion before it happened and didn't tell anybody or actually encouraged it, that blows up the Justice Department, blows up the whole department. So, yeah, Donald Trump, you can investigate him. We all know the story. He acted far too slowly to condemn the riot. There's no doubt that's true. Is that a crime? No. And it's on the record the day before he had a meeting with the Pentagon that he recommended bringing the National Guard in. That creates reasonable doubt on his attentions on January 6th. Those are in stone, those two things. They're not debatable issues. But the FBI being involved in the actual mob, with the actual mob, that's new. And Ray would not say. And there's no reason on earth for him, 
if they didn't have, if the FBI didn't have anybody there, he goes, no, we didn't have anybody there. Does it compromise anything? Does it? What does it compromise? No, we didn't have anybody there. Doesn't compromise anything. So you got to assume based on that and the reportage on other press people, they did have people there, the FBI. So now those people are going to have to be part of the investigation into Trump. Have to be. Did you tell the Trump administration, anybody, that this could happen beforehand? Those are the questions that have to be asked to the FBI. I'm telling you, Garland made a huge mistake, enormous mistake, by outcropping this. Didn't have to do it. He did it. And now the Democratic apparatus, the Biden administration, is in trouble. And that's not the worst thing. So the backlash from this Trump move is going to now encourage House Republicans to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter. So you're going to have dueling investigations. You're going to have the Justice Department on Trump. You're going to have the House committees on Joe and Hunter. And you know there's no presumption of innocence in this country. So you hate Trump, you think he's guilty. You hate Biden, you think he's guilty. So leaks will, come, will be every day. Leaks from the committees in the House, leaks from the special prosecutor's investigation. Every day. You're going to get leak, 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 dueling leaks. Now, the Biden administration will collapse, and I use that word literally, if the House committee can find that Hunter Biden gave money to his father while Joe Biden was vice president. That will, if that can be established, that collapses the entire administration because Joe Biden did not put that money on his tax return. That's a felony. Felony. You can only give $12,000 to someone else as a gift without a tax penalty. So I'm telling you, this story is enormous. The implications are through the roof on both sides. It's going to be an interesting year, and it will affect the 2024 election. Who runs all of that? But we're going to cover this fairly. We do give presumption of innocence to both Trump and Biden. That's what we give. And if they have evidence, we'll present it to you, and I will give you my opinion whether it's solid or not. But, oh, my God, when I saw that Friday, I went, Merrick Garland's crazy. He has now lost control of the entire process. At least if he were in charge of the investigation himself, he could come to some kind of rational conclusion. He can't now. All right, uh, we have a great guest today, by the way. Hang tough. I got one more segment before we get to him. So five House races haven't been called yet. Two weeks. It's just unbelievable. Four in California, one in Alaska. Alaska, not even going to bother with. They can't count their votes in Alaska. Cannot do it. All right? Second least populated state in the union next to Wyoming. They can't count their votes. 
They got some arcane system. So there will be a Democratic congresswoman from Alaska. That will happen because two Republicans ran against her and they split the vote. But race in uh, California, 22nd Congressional District, David Valdeo, 53% Republican, Rudy Salas, 47%, 86% of the vote counted. So you still haven't, after two weeks, counted 14% of the vote. Anyway, Valdeo is well ahead. So you put that in the Republican side. Third congressional district in California, Kevin Kiley, Republican, way ahead of Kermit Jones. 71% counted. Are you kidding me? 71% after two weeks? What are you, fifth graders doing this? It's such a scandal. 13th California Congressional District. This is close. Duarte, the Republican, 50.3%. Adam Gray, the Democrat, 49.6%. 95% of the total voted. So you got to figure that Duarte will win. So that's three seats that go to uh, the Republicans. And the final one is Colorado, where Lauren uh, Boebert, the flamethrower, won by a little bit with 99% of the vote counted. Um, and Adam Frisch, the Democrat, has conceded to Lauren. So it's another one. So that adds up to 222 um, for the Republicans, more than enough to control the House, as you know. So I asked the uh, poobahs over there to get me information on Putin. About three weeks ago, I did. I said, look, I need to know the story about Putin as far as what you can find out. And joining us now from Worcester, Massachusetts, is John Dyer, the senior editor at Daily Chatter. Did I cover everything introducing you? I think you did, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Well, you deserve it. So let's go with Putin. First of all, how many Russians have been killed or wounded since this war began? So uh, General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, says 100,000 Russians have been killed or wounded in uh, Ukraine. A similar amount of Ukrainians supposedly have also been wounded or injured. Um, that's a enormous number. The Russian military has about a million um, uh, troops, more than a million. But to consider that perhaps 10% of the, the total force has fallen uh, within uh, in less than a year is, is, is mind-boggling, really. I mean, it's, it's, it really is the thing that I think animates all the conversations about whether or not this continue. I mean, to, to, to think that Putin politically can, can hold on while this rate of losses continues is, uh, is a real question. Okay. So 100,000 Russians either killed or wounded on the battlefield, correspondingly the same number of Ukrainians, but you got to add the civilians in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, do we have any yeah. estimate on how many of them are killed or wounded? Uh, you know, I have to admit it from the top of my head, I don't know. I can look at some numbers, but I believe um, something around 40,000 civilians are part of the Ukrainian numbers. Okay. Um, so Putin then goes into uh, a country that everybody thought he would walk over in a week and he comes out and the thing is not even close to being settled with a catastrophe as far as body count is concerned. But he shows no signs 
of relenting or trying to get out of this. Is that correct? No, absolutely not. Um, I think what we see now, though, is um, Russia is engaged in sort of, a, I would say, maybe three tactics right now uh, in the context of, of their plan not going well. Uh, first of all, uh, Putin is uh, purposely hitting Ukraine's infrastructure. Um, he's doing that while also waging an information war that's aimed not only at his domestic population, but also for international observers, including those in the United States, including those in China, including those in Europe. And lastly, there's a time element uh, in terms of the winter. Uh, energy prices are going up. Um, Ukrainians will uh, suffer as uh, the winter grows colder. Europeans will suffer as energy prices goes up in the winter. Um, these, um, he's playing a game basically um, in a war and attrition with these three, um, three moves, hoping in a sense, I, I suppose one could say, for some sort of um, uh, unforced error on the part of the West or on the part of Ukraine, trying to buy time um, while throwing bodies at the at the problem. I mean, he, Russia called up 300,000 new reservists. I believe 50,000 of them are now in the field. The rest are training or being positioned in support points. Um, he's throwing men at the problem while um, hoping that the resolve of the West breaks, that maybe something else occurs or changes. Um, that yeah, to he's me buy, he's uh, buying really time, playing, playing a long game at the expense of bodies. But when the Ukrainians take a major city and push the Russians back, as they did two weeks ago, that doesn't seem to be working for Putin. No, it's, it's not working. Um, everything that Putin is doing, from my perspective now, is, is what you do when you have the losing hand. You chip away at Ukraine's infrastructure. You seek to do things like peel away Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban from the European consensus of holding strong against Russia in terms of importing uh, oil and gas. Uh, you praise um, someone uh, like the House GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy, who he said, no blank check for Ukraine, which by the way, is not in any way an insane things to say, uh, but he's hoping that somewhere in the process Yeah, that it here, cracks, the alliance cracks. Yeah, I, I see what he's doing. Now, in the beginning, when the sanctions were levied, I said they were going to really hurt the Russian economy. Yet I get mixed uh, reports about that. So, um, again, we get no information out of Russia at all. Very hard to verify anything. But it looks like the Russian economy is indeed shrinking, even though they have oil to sell. Um, and the Russian people are suffering economically. Is that true? Uh, absolutely. Um, but not as much as folks would think. Uh, th that's really the issue. Um, Russia sold half of its oil to China, half to, not exactly half, but a lot to Europe, half to China, and then to various other economies. It's still selling oil. Uh, the Europeans are going to implement a system that I think is a little bizarre, where they're going to cap the price, um, to try to starve Russia, but still be buying Russian oil. I know, um, it's a crazy you know. system. Uh, and they can, sell, <laughs> yeah. they can sell oil at China, and they can do a lot of other things. All right, yeah. so it's not on the verge of collapse, the Russian economy right now. Um, dissent against Putin. He looks bad. There are you know, reports that he's got some illness. Um, I don't know about the army. Nobody knows, hard to get information. Do you think Putin's in any trouble internally? Well, he must be. I mean, first of all, uh, yes, Putin has an amazing machine of suppressing dissent. 
that is a that's a powerful force. Uh, he has an amazing machine to prevent outside forces from destabilizing his regime. But there's no way that uh, he's not looking behind his back to see if anyone's coming up with a dagger. When he, for example, talks about, there was a story on National Public Radio about the golden billion. He uses the term, the golden billion, basically saying Western elites want to uh, conquer Russia, uh, extract its resources, demote it to becoming a third-ranked country. He's trying to play the information war in his own backyard to bolster his standing among the public, knowing that he probably is just a few rungs away from one of his cohort coming to him and saying, listen, it's not working. We're failing on the battlefield. You're having chaos in the streets. Dissent is, is expanding. Um, and that's, that's when he would go. Is that going to happen? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But um, it could. when you see, for example, um, him talking about his anti-Western rhetoric, where he's ratcheting yeah. up to the verge of conspiracy, know you know what's going on. Right. Another year of this and he's out. I'll, I'll speculate, John. All right, John, we really appreciate it. Once again, it's Daily Chatter, one word, dailychatter.com. Well worth your time. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. All right, American politics, let's go to the House. Um, they're still not definitively calling it for the Republicans, but it is going to be a Republican majority in the House of Representatives. I got the number today at 221. That's the O'Reilly number. Okay. And uh, 218 is needed for the majority. Now, it is a scandal that California and Alaska and what happened in Nevada and Arizona, there should be federal monitors in there right now. Right now. You can't not count the votes. And California is not counting them. 
And they're all Republican districts. They're just not counting them. Ah, we're not going to count them. Boom. Federal monitors go in. Okay? But Biden's never going to do that. He doesn't even know about it. This <laughs> is like that. But it's so frustrating for those of us who want honest elections. Um, now, as we said yesterday, once the Republicans gain control of the House, you say goodbye to Nancy Pelosi, thank God. And then the Republicans have a, a pretty wide range of things they can do. They could invent, uh, investigate Hunter Biden. They could investigate why Joe Biden won't take any action on the border, which is a violation of American immigration law. But Biden's violating the law. They could do that in their committee meetings, just like January 6th, Trump, uh, the riot. Republicans could set it up and do all that. And Democrats can't stop them. OK, and in addition, the House will be a restraint on spending, which we desperately need if we want to bring inflation down. So joining us now uh, from Lakeland, Florida, is former Congressman Dennis Ross, a Republican. He served from 2011 to 2019 in the House. He now is the director of the American Center for Political Leadership at Southeastern University in Florida. So. When you uh, saw the Trump announcement last night, as a good Republican, I assume you remain in the Republican Party, what did you think? I was concerned, and please understand, I was one of the few members of Congress that was supportive of Trump early on before he got elected. I spoke at five of his rallies. I was on his transition team. Uh, I was very pleased with the tax reform package we did in December of 2017. Uh, but what sticks in my craw about the Trump administration, I think it will many of the American people, is what happened on January 6th. And, um, you know, I also know Ron DeSantis very well. We served together from 2012 until I left. And he is a very determined politician, very calculating, a chess player that looks down the, down the line. Uh, I think the American people want to see a unified leader. I think they want somebody that has conservative principles, but doesn't want to divide uh, the nation in applying those principles. So I was concerned. I wasn't surprised at the speech. I wasn't surprised at the length of the speech he gave last night. Uh, and it is business as usual for the former president, who I have a great deal of respect for. And, and I think he was one of our best presidents that we've had leading up to January 6th. But do not count out Ron DeSantis. And I think that uh, absent the fact that uh, all the money has been taken out of the political arena by the Trump campaign, that um, there's a there's a there's a good path to victory for Ron DeSantis at this point. Do you think he would go up against Trump in a bloody primary because that would help uh, the Democrats for sure and hurt the Republicans? Well, I also think, you know, President Trump is calculating himself. And I think that that if he could be a kingmaker, knowing that he could not be king again, if that's what the the, the odds are going to show him, uh, there, there's an opportunity that the two could work something out. But uh, I, I, I've never seen anybody close up as I have with Ron DeSantis being so calculated and so effective. I mean, I remember when, when he was trying to get President Trump's attention at the bill signing in December of 2017 to get his endorsement to run for governor of Florida. Uh, I, I mean, he has a game plan that, that he doesn't back down on, and he's been running for president for quite some time. So if the two match up like two heavyweights, it would not be good for the Republican Party. And I think that uh, the American people are not going to want to see uh, the results of that battle. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be uh, quite something because DeSantis isn't like Trump in the ad hominem attack area. Or oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, no, he, made no, fun he is of, not. Yeah, he made fun of Chris, the Charlie Chris and all that. But he but Trump's, you know, he goes right for the throat and um, he's already diminished uh, in rhetoric DeSantis a little bit. Now, over to the House of Representatives, it's going to be very tight so that uh, the Republicans are not going to have a mandate, but the Republicans are going to be in charge of the House. Why is that important, in your opinion, for the country? Well, it's very important. When we took over the House in 2011, uh, we had a large majority and had a difficult time passing a conservative agenda. But what we were able to do is to stop the agenda of the left that was done by Harry Reid and President Obama. We became the party of obstruction, the party of no, but we did a lot of work to prevent more liberal policies from being implemented by that administration. Once you have the majority in the House, you control the agenda. You have subpoena power, you have investigatory powers, and you will be able to bring in witnesses to find out why we uh, abandoned uh, not only our, our soldiers and our allies in Afghanistan, but our equipment as well. You can bring in witnesses to find out why Hunter Biden hasn't been investigated. There are a lot of things that you can do and a lot of legislation that you can pass knowing it won't get anywhere, but it will be a message for what will happen in 2024 if you elect all Republicans in both houses and in the White House. Yeah, the problem with the uh, Hunter Biden stuff um, in particular is that independent Americans, which broke for the Democrats, and they were the difference in Nevada and Arizona and other states, um, they don't seem to want that. So all Republicans do. Yeah, all Republicans want it. All right. And I think if there is evidence that ties Hunter Biden to his father financially, that has to be investigated. That has to. Okay. Well, I, I, um, I agree. Go with ahead. You. Go ahead. No, I was going to say we also saw it in the in the 2020 election. Was the election stolen or not? The, the, the American people don't really want to know anymore. They want to move forward. Yeah. Remember when, when that? Yeah, when Nixon resigned and and Ford pardoned him back in the 70s, people wanted. Well, you can go after Nixon. You can criminal do criminal sanctions or you know penalties against him. But it wasn't for the good of America, and it's cost Ford probably his reelection bid. Yeah. Americans want to go forward. They want to see a brighter future. They're willing to forgive the past as long as they know that they've got a strong, bright future ahead of them with a good leader. Will that apply to Hunter Biden? No. I tell you, there's a base over here in the Republican Party that wants to go after him badly. And, and, and they're going to have to temper that because I don't know, like you said, for the financial uh, relationships that he may have that were done illegally, yes, I think they should go after him. Uh, but to continue to just smear him for political gain. Remember what happened when we had the select committee on Benghazi and um, then uh, leader McCarthy said, look at what we've done to the polls uh, in, in, against Hillary Clinton. He, he, he said what people didn't want him to say was that this was a political move. And I don't think that the American public want to see us just go after Biden for political gain. If what there's about, merit to it, then go for it. Okay. What about the border though? You could easily impeach Joe Biden for failing to uphold immigration law. Then he took an oath to uphold it and he just won't. That's not a hard thing to do. It's pretty vivid. You think that might happen? Well, if you've only got a four vote majority in the House, you might be able to, you know, have a hearing on impeachment, but getting an impeachment proceeding and, and getting an actual impeachment vote uh, against the, the, the president, I think is going to be very difficult with those numbers. 
Uh, we had a, a nearly 30 vote majority at one time and we couldn't get much done. Nancy Pelosi yeah. had a five vote majority and could get everything done. It is a function of leadership and it has to be effective, assertive leadership that gets the agenda passed. Well, but as you know, Pelosi used a different tactic. She said, if you don't vote my way, we're cutting your money off and we're not going to give you a cent for your reelection campaign. And House members are, have to run every two years. That's why she whipped her uh, members into line. It was always my way or no money. Correct. And also, remember when uh, Mark Meadows filed the motion to vacate the chair against John Boehner? And that put him at risk to be, have the privilege motion called up and they would have voted with all the Democrats and a few of the Freedom Caucus to get rid of John Boehner as speaker. When Nancy Pelosi becomes speaker, she has that removed from her rules so they can't file the motion. I can bet you that when McCarthy, as part of his package to get to become speaker with 218 Republican votes, is going to have to put in the motion to vacate the chair as part of the rules again to keep him in check by his right wing. And, and that's going to prohibit getting a lot of things done uh, under a consensus of 218 Republicans, as we, we used to refer to it as the Hastert rule, that we wouldn't bring anything to the floor unless we had 218 Republicans voting for it. I don't see that happening uh, uh, with, with a slim majority. It's, it almost is going to have to force across the aisle negotiations to get any substantive stuff done. Otherwise, they will be the party of no, which is fine, again, if the left-wing agenda is, is that extreme, then you need to be no. Right. If it's reasonable legislation, you got to compromise. Okay, um, uh, Mr. Ross, we really appreciate it. Very astute, as always. And uh, thanks for taking the time for helping us out today. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Disney fires Bob Chapek. Here's another one. Okay. So Chapek, the CEO, destroys the Disney Corporation about a year. Took him, and he destroys it. Roll it. This is what I said on June 23rd of this year. Go. I've never seen a corporation put itself at such great risk in my entire life. This is just so insane. You don't think there's going to be a backlash against you, Disney, for telling parents they have no right to monitor what their five, six, and seven-year-olds hear at school about gender identity? Is that what you're telling me, Disney? So, the Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, who's responsible for this mess, politically correct, woke Bob Chapek. Hey, Bob, I wouldn't be, like, decorating your office with stuff. I, I kind of be moving my stuff out very quietly because you're toast. You're gone. Not a matter of if, it's when. 
And that's why I think you listen and watch me, because it's not that I'm a genius. It's just that this is the world. When Shapik threw in with the woke fanatics, it was over. I said, quite, I'm not doing business with them. All right, I'm not. My, my whole thing is protecting the kids. So Iger, who's woke, Robert Iger, comes back as Disney's CEO. Uh, Chapek cost Disney, what, about $4 billion? Stock's down 40% since he took over. $4 billion in losses, all of that. Now, can they restore the name, the brand? Yeah, because kids love Disney. And I'll watch Iger. I'll, you know, if they keep doing this woke stuff, I'll report it. But again, that's why you watch and listen to the No Spin News and go to BillOReilly.com because we are right. This year, I've been right 90% of the time. Nobody has that record because all of my projections and analysis are fact-based. And I know the world. I know this country. All right, smart life. So I got a cold. Now, I haven't had a cold in 10 years because I built my immune system up to ward off infections. So I drink Japanese tea, Cho-Wa, C-H-O-W-A, which is a powerful stimulator of the immune system. And I cut out the sugar, most of the sugar. The sugar suppresses your immune system. So does tobacco, so does alcohol, so do narcotics, all of that. They suppress your immune system. The, more, the stronger your immune system is, the longer you will live. Now, some things immune system can't deal with, like a heart attack or, you know, cancer. But even in cancer, strong immune system gives you a more of a fighting chance. So anyway, last Thursday, I got this call. I was shocked. I said, what is this? All right. And annoyed because I got a whole bunch of other medical stuff I'm dealing with. But that's why I got it. Now, it's not serious. I'm okay. But because my body is fighting off other things, the immune system went down. And boom, I got the cold. First one in 10 years. My medicine cabinet is like I have all this anti-cold stuff from 11 years ago. I didn't take it. I just tossed and bought new stuff. And I don't like taking a lot of that anyway. But at night, you got to breathe. But anyway, I'm not whining. The Smart Life segment is to encourage you to build up your immune system. Very important for quality of life. Very important. This will be gone a couple of days, and I hope. So Georgia still matters, even though uh, the Senate is in Democratic hands. Okay. Um, If uh, Herschel Walker wins, um, then it will be 50-50 in Georgia, if he wins. And then you have Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, two Democrats, who don't always vote with Biden. So it makes it a heck of a lot easier for the Senate to uh, join the House and block legislation. Remember, the House, so many, you might get a few defections. So some Republicans might, you know, vote for stuff that the uh, House leadership McCarthy probably doesn't want. Hard to control that many people. Anyway, so uh, 
It's a December 6, Warnock versus Walker again. We'll start to cover it about five days ahead because, you know, people are exhausted now and polling's not going to matter now. About five days ahead, we'll take a sharp look at it, but it still matters. So the uh, House Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, Senator from Kentucky, is 80 years old. Now, I have a personal beef against McConnell. He killed single-handedly Kate's Law that I had drawn up and Ted Cruz and others had sponsored to uh, say that a criminal, illegal alien who gets deported and then comes back here again, a felon, goes to prison for 10 years. That was Kate's law. And that certainly would discourage all of these people who commit felonies in the United States, get deported and come back, wouldn't it? 10 years? I think so. Anyway, that bill was well on its way to being passed and McConnell would not put it up for a vote because he didn't want some wise guy like O'Reilly driving legislation. And that bill would have passed. Trump would have signed that bill. Um, So I don't like Mitch McConnell at all. (laughs) Okay, and I I just want to tell you that. And remember, the man who shot Kate Steinle dead had been deported five times. He's He's a drug dealer. Five times. And McConnell still wouldn't do it. I got to tell you that because uh, I don't want Mitch McConnell to be the Senate minority leader. I think he's a uh, old time Paul who's not looking out for you or Kate Steinle or Kate Steinle's family or anybody. Anyway, uh, there is a poll. I don't believe the poll. Two hundred and twenty one thousand responses. This isn't a scientific poll. They just put it out on the Internet and, and, you know, anybody. And it says Mitch McConnell is favored by 7 percent of Americans, unfavorable 81. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I know he's not popular, but I don't think he's that unpopular, but I could be wrong. So yesterday we had a a guy from Heritage Foundation, which is a think tank in D.C., talking about the crazy voting situation in California, Arizona, and Nevada, where they simply can't count the votes. They can't. All right. So the feds should be going into those districts and overseeing the process because it's not going to get any better. So I asked Heritage to give me the five most efficient states in vote counting. Put them on up and you'll listen on the radio and I'll read them off. Tennessee, is the most efficient state in the country in counting its vote. Georgia second, a stunning comeback. Remember, they passed the new law in Georgia. Alabama third, Missouri fourth, South Carolina fifth. There are the top five, okay, that know what they are doing in honest elections. Here are the worst states when it comes to the election. Vermont, Oregon. California, we're seeing that right now. Nevada, we're seeing it. And Hawaii. Now, you notice um, that uh, the reason they have a 51 there is because there were ties. It's not that, you know, there are 50 states. 
Biden may not know that, but I do. Um, so anyway, Arizona is not on that list. It's Heritage's list, not mine. But they, they scored very poorly. They were just outside it, but the others were worse. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Okay, final thought of the day, Thanksgiving. Now, most people don't ever think about what they're going to do on Thanksgiving other than watch the football game or maybe play a little touch football. But they don't think about how they're going to present themselves at dinner. This is a big mistake. So if you are hosting Thanksgiving dinner or traveling to someone else's home, number one, you got to know who's going to be there. Okay, is there an annoyer? Is there somebody there who's going to be provocative? It's going to be, who's there? Got to know the roster, okay? And then you develop a game plan. How are you going to present yourself on Thanksgiving? Are you going to be bellicose? It's a good word of the day, right? Word of the day, bellicose. See how I worked it in? Um, Or are you going to be kind of just happy, the happy guy or gal? It's Thanksgiving. Don't really want to talk about how great Joe Biden's doing on the border. (laughs) I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But it doesn't matter. So if you got somebody in the crew who's just picking, you know, looking for a little, ignore them. Make a joke out of it. You know, make a joke out of it. Um, But you have to know this before you go in. Because there's so much stuff coming at people on, on these Thanksgiving celebrations. You got, if you got kids that are running around and doing this and doing that. But you have to kind of almost hypnotize yourself into the presentation zone, I call it. And you got to say, this is what nobody's going to shake me out of it. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be happy. This is a grand a traditional occasion for our country. Of course, we all have things to be thankful for. Uh, maybe we talk a little history, maybe we talk a little sports, maybe we talk a little entertainment, maybe we talk the no-spin news, you know, this is what O'Reilly's got. You know, it's shocking to me that 
I'd say half the country doesn't even know the no spin news is on. It's just crazy. Um, that kind of thing. But you've got to really know how to present yourself and stay in the discipline zone. No matter what crazy Larry says, it just doesn't matter, as Bill Murray once said in the movie Meatballs. It just doesn't matter. Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.